Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of the Ed Hallback Show, where we tell life stories with sarcasm, smart-ass remarks, and awesome guests. And speaking of awesome guests, besides my grandson last week, I have an awesome guest who's been here before, Mr. Tim Coffey, and uh, he is uh, what I would call a maybe a national expert on the Beatles. And he's talked about Beatles before. And the other day he told me we have a date coming up that's, uh, how should I say, important in Beatles history. So, Tim, welcome to the show. Thank you, Ed. Glad to be here. Yeah, well, it's always good to see you. Um, it's been a while. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, let, let's let's talk Beatles. What's this important date? Or do you have a buildup to it or something? Well, for the Beatle maniacs like me... yeah. Um, there's a couple important dates, and the first and most important one is July 6, because back in July 6, 1957, Paul McCartney's friend, Ivan Vaughn, took Paul to a church feat in suburban Liverpool to see a group called the Quarrymen, and John Lennon was the lead singer and the, the, the leader of the Quarrymen, and during the break, Paul, or John, excuse me, Ivan introduced Paul to to John, and Paul said to John, can I see your guitar? And Paul showed him how to tune it, and sang three or four songs, and John was so impressed, not only with his guitar playing, but the fact that Paul could remember the lyrics to the songs, and was it it John Lennon's songs or Paul's songs? No, this is before they... We're writing songs together. It was Eddie Cochran. Okay. Two Eddie Cochran songs from, what, uh, Albert Lee, Minnesota, mm-hmm. and Buddy Holly. That's right. They have Eddie Cochran days just 40 minutes up the road from us in yep. Albert Lee every yep. year. And he died in a car crash in, in England uh, when he was on tour. So, anyway, um, but he was so impressed with, with the fact that Paul could remember the words. Because John would make up words as he went along because he couldn't remember a bloody damn thing. Uh, kind of like the podcast. I sometimes don't look at my notes. <laughs> sometimes. Never. But anyway, that's when it all began. July 6th. So that's 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 a key date, um, as well as April 10th, 1970. That's when Paul left left the group. So. Okay. Well, yeah, we're... we're uh, it, it's funny you say that because this is airing for the first time. Of course, people listen back a few sessions if they get behind listening to the Ed Hallback show. This will air July 3rd. Mm, okay. So, um, yeah, that that will be a, a good uh, good time. So, I know you teach a class out at the local college on the Beatles. What, yeah. what do you talk about there? Do you have good crowds? Uh, well, yeah, and they're mostly people our age, boomers and retired and all who live through Beatlemania. Um, I've taught four classes on the, the Beatles, the group, and this fall I'm going to teach my fourth class on individual Beatles, and uh, this fall will be Ringo. Okay. And um, I may teach a couple more related to music, but not so much Beatles, like maybe the music of the 60s, bring in the British Invasion and some of the top American groups. But again, those are down the road. So, yeah. You know, you know it's funny you talk about that and... Uh... Uh, I don't know what is Ringo about seventy five. Oh no, Ringo is. Or is he young? Eighty three, maybe really? around eighty four. Yeah, he was the oldest Beatle. Oh, I I didn't know that. Yeah. So Paul is how old roughly? Paul is, I think, two years behind. Paul just turned either eighty one or eighty two. 
Okay, well, I got to see him in concert about four or five years ago locally, but I have to bring up another another band because uh, over my birthday, thank you very much, belated greetings, my wife took me to Minnesota to a casino where Chicago played. Oh, great. And we saw Chicago, and three of the original members were there, and, of course, Ed Googles everything, and he found out that most of those guys were 75, 76, 77. Now, they maybe lost a little spring in their step, but they can still blow their horns, and they can still belt out some words. It was a great group. I've seen them in live live concerts. Yeah, yeah. It was an hour and a half of uh, Now, do you know their original name? No, I don't. Chicago Transit. Oh, it's coming back to me. Yes, and they they shorten it to Chicago. So yeah, well they've they've uh, I I thoroughly enjoy their music, and that yep. was a treat to see them live. But anyway, back to Beatles because it's even though it's my show, damn it, you're my <laughs> guest, and uh, you you got to fill us in with more information you got going on. Well, let's talk about their music. Um, okay, when the Beatles were very popular. Uh, as a local group in Liverpool, and they they played certainly a lot in Liverpool, and then as they became more popular, they played more in a regional sense, even up in Scotland and Wales, and um, but there would always be one or two other groups playing, and the Beatles maybe the first group or the last group, whatever, and and Paul said to John, look, you know all these groups were all singing the same songs, so we got to do something to make us stand out. So that was the origin of when they started, they, John and Paul, started to, to write their own music and, and play their own music. So um, that was the origin of, of how they got involved with that. And they, they used initially what I term, and it may be the wrong musical term, but they used the face-off time. They would, they would be together like we're facing each other right now with, right. The, with the guitars, and maybe a song origin came from an idea or they just had the tune in their head with no words, and then they would simply start writing and playing, and, and that's how they, they did it. So, oh, wow. But, uh, no uh, AI, no. artificial intelligence, huh? No, no. And there's another controversy at the last, with the Beatles song coming out later this year that Paul did with, uh, with a demo tape of John's. Um, he used the term in describing it AI, and there was a huge, you know, rile about you can't do a record, a Beatle record on AI. And Paul had to back out and say, we really didn't use AI. Uh, but anyway, so it, it's the term to use these days. Yeah, it's the intern. I know other podcasters use AI to uh, work on their podcasts. All yeah. inclusive. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's go to the resort, right? Exactly. Uh, and uh, that that's there's some controversy out there with that too. Um, oh yeah. In fact, I listened to a podcaster, and now I'm getting off subject, but it's my show, damn it. <laughs> I listened to a podcast on my way to Peoria, Illinois, last week. A guy who uh, gives classes and and critiques pe- things, and he he played, I think it was two minutes of an AI podcast as opposed to a live one, and. Uh, it it's it's cleaner. It's more sanitary. Nobody's choking on their spit or you know anything like that. Uh, it was a little robotish, but it wasn't bad. It's like oh, okay, all right. Let's go back all to right. the Beatles. All right, the Beatles, Beatles, Beatles. Um, anyway, I'm always amazed when I think about the Beatles. Here it is, sixty plus years since they they 
uh, first performed. But I'm always amazed at how Paul and, and Ringo and people behind the scenes in the Beatles still promote and make them popular today. And Paul has always said when he when he's doing concerts after a song, he'll say, you know, I'm up, and I think I've mentioned this before in a previous podcast, but he, Paul would say, I'm up here trying to remember the words, I'm trying to play the songs, and I'm looking out, and I see you folks, many of whom are, are very young, singing the words with me, the lyrics, and you know the lyrics, and he said, that's really, really cool. You know, yeah, yeah. So, I, I don't think he performs for the money, does he? No, he's the richest musician in, in Great Britain at one point two billion. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, a working class kid from from Liverpool. Right. Right. Uh, Taylor Swift just had a big concert in Minneapolis, and that was supposed to be huge numbers. Oh yeah, uh, the Swifties. Yeah, and uh, it's like, all right then. It's you know, it's it's a business. Yep. Number one, but you also have to have a passion for what you do. And some of these people love the crowd. And at that, at this moment in time, I'm going to say thank you to everybody for listening. Because I love the crowd too. <laughs> and I can look at my stats and kind of tell where you're from. And it, it's pretty cool. I got, I got people that are very consistent every week. Thank you. Okay, off subject. Let's go back to the Beatles. Well, before we go back to the Beatles, a quick Swifty story. Okay. Early on, I think she lived in New York. When she would have an idea for an album or song, there were fans outside her building. She would invite her fans up to her place, her condo, her apartment, whatever, cook them dinner and play these these songs for them to get their feedback. Oh, wow. And it's like, that's pretty darn novel. You know, yeah, yeah, it is. She can't do that today because of her popularity. But anyway, yeah, security, that's off the security would be a nightmare. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, the Beatles um, are, are still popular. I just bought it was last week, two weeks ago, a book that Paul put out with over two hundred seventy uh, pictures of Beatles from uh, Beatlemania from November through uh, November of sixty three to March of sixty four. Pictures that he took. Uh, he himself. Oh, wow. And it's called 1964, Eyes of the Storm. And it's incredible. Pictures from different cities, New York, Liverpool, Miami, Washington, D.C., and I think I'm leaving out one other, London. But anyway, um, but it's great to see them. In, and Paul took these pictures. One of them was uh, he, he turned to um, the, the passenger, backseat passenger window, took a picture of a cop on a motorcycle right next to him. And the picture is the cop's uh, holster and this and that. And Paul was kind of startled to see that because the cops there in Great Britain don't have guns. That's right. They're bobbies. And and Paul would always say, well, yeah, we're in America now. JFK just got assassinated. And, you know, anyway. So Wow, that's interesting. I like to glance through that book sometime, Tim. Here's something else that I, that I just came across. Between January and March of 1964, the Beatles, uh, between those three months in 1964, 60% of American record sales were all Beatles. Oh, that's huge. That is huge. And, of course, in April of 64, they had the top five on uh, songs on the Billboard. And nobody has done that except Drake a couple years ago. Wow. So that record held... but. But I thought, my gosh, talk about an achievement. 
Well, they they are a musical phenomenon oh, as yeah. a group. Yeah. And uh, let's see, we have two surviving ones yet, Ringo and Paul. Yep. And uh, of course, John got taken uh, early by somebody who was angry or something. Wanted attention. Yeah. Wanted attention, and we lost Paul to a disease, no, or George. No, George to yeah. a disease, right? Blood cancer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. That's. Uh, I, I did a lot of research on my class on George, and I didn't know that much about him, but what a fascinating, fascinating individual. Not to mention Beatle, but what a fascinating individual. So He was more of a quiet one, wasn't he? Well, that was the way he was described, but he was one of the most humorous guys around. He had a great sense of humor. He was involved with um, uh, Grand Prix racing, filmmaking, uh just a really uh, diversified guy beyond music. So, wow! Yeah. So wow. that that uh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So you got uh, something coming up here in Okaboji, Iowa. I do. What's it, that? What's that all about, it's, Tim? It's going to be after this this uh, podcast is going to be aired, but uh, June thirtieth, um, I'm going to be leading an interaction discussion um, at the summer. Playhouse in Okaboji. Okaboji, Iowa. Okaboji, Iowa. People the, all over the country. Yeah, the Great Lakes area in northwest right. Iowa. And there's a there's a ladies group called Let It Be. And they are they are touring the country and they do five shows in each community. And on at the end of the fifth show, they always have a, a discussion with the audience about the Beatles. And I've been invited to lead that discussion. Oh wow. And, That's a feather in your hat. Well, and it's 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 gonna be a different type of experience for me. How many people stick around from the audience? You know, it's it's up in the air. But uh, yeah, it'll be a twenty to thirty minute brief discussion about the Beatles. So I'm looking forward to that. It's a different environment for me. Well, you're a wealth of knowledge for the Beatles. So in uh, any way, these uh, Let It Be women come to Clear Lake, Iowa, to our local surf ballroom. Well, I'll I'll plant the seed. You there know, you go. Because we have the surf. Yeah, and Mason City, where where I live, is uh, the home of uh, Meredith Wilson. Right. With another Beatle connection, Paul McCartney owns all of the uh, Meredith Wilson music and the the the, uh, the play uh, Music Man. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. Yep. Uh, so, I just had a fleeting thought here. Now I'm stammering. So that happens to me all the time. <laughs> yeah. Well, it it shouldn't happen to me because I'm supposed to be a professional. Oh no, this is my hobby. Excuse me, ladies and gentlemen. It's it's my hobby, so I can... Well, here's another tidbit, too. Um, individual songs are interesting if they have a background story to it, though. But uh, in the medley part of uh, side of Abbey Road, their last album, there's a little ditty called She Came In Through the Bathroom Window. I, rem- I remember those lyrics. And, and that originated by girls always being outside of, of, of Paul's, St. John's Woods house, and one of the girls broke in to Paul's house through the bathroom window, stole pictures and some memorabilia while Paul was away. And so, who knows? He, I think he wrote the song based on that. Oh, so. sure. Yeah, he, he <laughs> just took a piece of life and put it to music that with, and be, added some lyrics. That would be Paul. That, that would take a talent. Oh, I remember now that fleeting moment in my brain. What's that? The Guess Who is playing here locally at the Surf Ballroom. Uh, I believe American woman. Yeah, um, the third. See, at the end of August, isn't it? No, it's coming up. It's oh, this okay. weekend. Oh, it, it's okay. maybe like the second 
of July at the Surf Ballroom. Tickets sold out. Rumor has it in 20 minutes. I believe it, yeah. And uh, I, the guess who I did not Google yet. I will not be going to the concert, but it, it's pretty cool that, number one, they want to, and it's a 50-year anniversary of uh, the Surf Ballroom. Yeah, yeah. God so, love the people and Lori there and the board. Yeah. All the, the great work they've done and, and continue to do. They're going to have a boutique hotel. Yeah, hotel. yeah. It's it's going to be pretty cool for people to come in here. I, I've heard the plan is to call it a mini Nashville. Ah, I, yeah. Very apt. Now, I've never been to Nashville and that's on my bucket list too. And um, I, I guess it's drivable from where I live, but my wife likes to fly rather than drive. So <laughs> so we'll see where that Ever goes. Ever fly today and she'll, she'll reject that notion. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, Tim, um, we're going to switch horses here. Okay. Because it's my show, damn it. And we're going to talk about the 4th of July because this is airing on July 3rd. Let's do it. What is your best memory or memories of the 4th of July? Well, I, I lived in the Washington, D.C. area for a number of years. And before I moved there, I visited my sister and brother-in-law. And I was on the mall on July 4th, 1976, when they celebrated the Bicentennial. Okay. And we had to get there very early in the afternoon. And then over the course, before everything began, tens upon tens upon tens of thousands of people gathered. And it turned out there were over a million people there. Wow. And I'm okay with crowds, but I was starting to get a little freaked out because of the size. Anyway. You but, were a youngster then, too. I, I was I was a babe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, then when it ended with that huge crowd... It took hours to get out. And what happened then was uh, we ended, or I ended up sleeping in, in the street Constitution Avenue. Wow. Because it was so, so crowded and we couldn't get to the car across the river. So anyway, that, that was a memorable experience, just the crowd size and the fact that I slept in front of the Justice Department and, on, uh, on Constitution Avenue. Oh, there you go. There you go. Well, I've got a few Fourth uh, of July memories to share. Growing up as a kid, when I started mowing lawns and making, you know, a dollar or dollar fifty a lawn, mm -hmm. I remember wanting to chip in at our family barbecue, which consisted of uh, wieners and hamburgers, to buy the watermelon. So I proudly went to the local store and bought a watermelon for like ninety-seven cents or a dollar or something. Yep. Well, yesterday I went to a local store here, and the darn watermelon was about seven bucks. <laughs> what a wake-up call! Yeah, it was. But I like watermelon, so, and I'm sure my grandkids will too. So we, well, I hope they appreciate it. We, we've got a water. Well, they don't know any difference in cost, you know. Don't have them choking the seeds. Yeah, well, I buy the seedless, and All that right. probably costs me a little bit more yep. too. But I always remember Fourth uh, of July. You, and I grew up in a small town. You could smell the uh, gunpowder from the firecrackers that the teenagers, young adults threw out of the car as they drove by. Yep. That was louder than the cherry bomb mufflers they had on their car. <laughs> you know. And then if one didn't go off, we'd run out in the street and find one with a short wick. And Boy, I still have all ten digits. Good, you're right. lucky there. Yeah, I know it. It it it's fun, but one of the nine lives. And yeah, and then the Fourth of July parade was always fun. Uh, 
lot of effort got put into it mm-hmm. uh, by a lot of people because uh, we were more patient back in the 60s and 70s than we are now. Oh, yeah. Now it's like, okay, let's uh, take the car to the auto detailer, have them detail it up, and we'll drive and we'll throw out, you know, 50 bucks worth of candy or something. Yeah. And uh, back then you built floats and you uh, tried to come up with something unique to stand out. And people didn't have a lot of that type of car. Yeah. Well, and Ed, where we are now, Clear Lake, Iowa, does a tremendous job in in all things Fourth of July, beginning with the parade and the fireworks and the carnival, and uh, it draws in tens of thousands of people, and it's like a two or three million dollar impact that that five or seven day period on, on the local economy. So it's it's a huge important time. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I think they're also celebrating. 50 years of the Evans show, the carnival, uh, coming to Clear Lake. And I think they're going to be there for five days. So Tom Evans, I know him personally, the, oh. the family, they're, they're a great family. They, they have one of the top rated, if not the top rated private family carnivals in the country. And uh, so kudos to them. Yeah. FYI, Tim used to be our uh, chamber president here at the lake. I so. let the cat out of the bag. Yeah, well, you know what? It's my show down there. I know. I yeah, know. yeah. Well, uh, Tim, uh, it's been a pleasure. It's always fun to hear about music, especially the Beatles. And it's always fun to have you back in the studio. So um, next time there's a, a significant date coming up about the Beatles, uh, I welcome you back. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, Ed. It's always good to be here. Thank you, Tim. Well, ladies and gentlemen, there's another edition, episode, or whatever we call it, of the Ed Hallback Show. So with that being said, have a great 4th of July celebrating our nation's independence. So for now, bye-bye. Bye-bye.